Hi, I'm Callie Miller. Growing up in an alcoholic home requires us to tell lies to ourselves and to others. And I've learned over the years that these lies can become toxic, that these secrets can literally make us sick, that what we never look at can never be healed, and that telling our stories and saying out loud what has happened to us can open the door to our healing. That's why I created this podcast, This Space, so we can have a safe place to share our stories. You are not alone, and this is the Change of Air podcast. It starts small, really small. Pouring your coffee first every morning. This tiny self-choosing leads to other self-choosings. Saying no to something at work that is in no way your role, but that you would normally people please and say yes to. And then sitting with the fear and the discomfort of having said, no, I'm not going to do that. And when no one dies and nothing bad happens because you chose yourself and you said no, you choose yourself in other small ways. Now it's more than just your own coffee first and saying no to tiny work things, but it's snowballing into bigger things. You're choosing yourself so much more than you did before that you keep going. You are starting to choose way bigger than coffee in the morning things. You are starting to choose, this might really shift my whole life things. For you. Only you. You're choosing them for you. And then you start noticing where you're still not choosing yourself, but you'd like to. And then you go for that too. Eventually you realize how afraid you've been to just say what you mean and do what you want because you thought you might lose people. And mostly, you don't lose people. You just gain yourself. And the people you lose are no longer your concern because you finally have you. And one day, you will look back and you won't believe how long it took you, how many years you spent in fear and self-loathing and in action, how many years you shrunk yourself to make them all comfortable, to make them stay. It will astound you how much you saw and still couldn't act. It was always available to you, this choosing of you. It's available now. Start small. I posted this last week with a graphic that said, choosing yourself in small ways every day leads to choosing yourself in big ways. And it took off like wildfire. I didn't even expect that, but it clearly hit a note, struck a chord. It really resonated with all of you. And it makes sense, right? Whether you grew up in an alcoholic home or any kind of a disordered or dysfunctional home, we learned early on that we didn't have much say in what was going to happen. We couldn't stop them from drinking. We couldn't make them come home or come home on time or, you know, for soccer practice or remember our birthdays. We couldn't control their tempers, the ways they acted out, both when they were drunk and when they were sober and realized what they had done when they were drunk. We learned that we didn't have much agency over their behavior, except for when we did. And by that, I mean, 
we absolutely learned that we could read a room. I've talked about this before. We could jazz hands and people please to make our alcoholic or dysfunctional parents or disordered parents, we could jazz hands and people please to make them less angry or less awful in the moment. And that made us safer, even if it was just for a moment. A lot of living moment to moment in our childhoods, right? We were so aware at all times of what might happen and how things might go off the rails that there truly was no time for considering what we would like to have happen in that moment instead. We were surviving the moment, like doing whatever needed to be done. And when we did tell people, hey, this is happening in my home or, you know, I really need to be at soccer practice at this time and no one listened, it reinforced our own understanding of how important our own needs were in our homes. It was clear to us that our needs, at least in my home, my needs were not only not being met, they were kind of actively denigrated, actively denied, almost gaslit. It wasn't just that they heard my needs and then did nothing about them. I felt they were actively trying to make it clear that like what I wanted was not gonna happen. In my home, even asking for something, a ride to practice, a book for school, to stay at a friend's house one night, meant that in my home, I was called selfish. My mother called me selfish so many times for asking for basic life things, like so many times that I just quickly learned not to ask, right? I learned that the asking of itself might turn into a crummy thing, not the denial of the ask, but just asking itself, I would be name called. I quickly learned not to ask. And I came to believe that I was, in fact, what my mother said, selfish. That to state a need not only meant that it would not be met, but that I was a really bad person for asking in the first place. So how did I come to be an adult all these years later who actively chooses herself every day? How did we go from Callie with uh, needs that will not be met and she will be called names for asking for things so she stopped asking for anything she needed to becoming a, an adult functioning in the world who actively chooses herself every day. I'm here to tell you it is possible, uh, but it takes work. And how did I start? I started really small. I am talking the smallest of the small of the small. Pouring my coffee first before my boyfriend's was my first consistent act of self-choosing. I had chosen myself in other ways to get through a divorce and toxic job situations and obviously countless other choices in my life. But all of those felt almost survival instinct-y, born out of, okay, I finally have to do something. This choosing to make my own coffee first was a very conscious act. I knew I needed to start choosing myself. I knew choosing myself seemed so scary to me that I had to pick something tiny. So what did that look like? I would put two cups out. I would pour coffee into mine before I poured any into his. That's it. That's literally it. So, so small. And no one knew. And I never told anyone about it until I posted this last week. 
but it was a little secret self-choosing that I had with myself. Were there days that I thought, oh, who cares? It's just coffee. You can pour his first. Of course. Yes. But I consciously chose myself first. Every time, even as I thought to myself, okay, this is ridiculous. You're now choosing yourself in other ways. Do you really need, well, if he asks for coffee and you don't want coffee, like I just consciously chose it every time because I somehow knew that this small act of self-choosing would lead to others. If I could just consistently show up every day and do this thing, this small secret self-choosing with myself. Eventually, I found myself saying no to a tiny thing at work that I would usually say yes to, but that was definitely not in my job description. That felt interesting to say no. And nothing bad happened to me if I said no to a thing that like, wasn't, wasn't really meant for me to do. Then I would press a bit harder against maybe a friend who was trying to make plans that didn't really work for me when normally I used to just turn myself inside out for my friends. Little self-choosing would add up and then I would start noticing bigger stakes where choosing myself would feel better and not worse. And then I started to go for that too. And when you do that enough and no catastrophes befall you and no one hates you and if they do, they weren't meant for you anyway, but truly nothing dramatic happens when you choose yourself most of the time. And as you start doing this more and more, you start to feel like, huh, okay, yeah, let's have more of this. And that prepares you for really big self-choosings. Is this relationship healthy for me? Is this workplace toxic for me? What kind of life do I want to live? How do I have this really difficult conversation and not people please and hold my boundaries? How do I lovingly but firmly set ground rules for contact with alcoholic family members? These are the big self-choosings that are only possible because of a thousand teeny tiny little ones along the way. And we deserve all the self-choosing without hearing you are selfish in our heads. Even if we have kids, even if we are caretakers, we must choose ourselves and listen to our needs and honor our needs. It makes us better parents, partners, and friends. But mostly, it establishes self-love, self-compassion, and self-trust. And when you have those, you're truly powerful and can navigate anything and create whatever you want for you, your family, and so on. When I began to make these tiny self-choosings, and I share this with you because, one, I want to show you how it's done and how I did it, but you need to know that it took place over years. This was not a do it for a couple months and we graduate from coffee to changing jobs, changing relationships, changing cities, um, changing careers, things like that. It, it wasn't that simple for me. I did my, I poured my coffee first for years before I was able to do any other self-choosing. And it wasn't just the tiny self-choosing, it was consistency. We've talked about this previously, and I know we've been talking, having a, a pretty robust discussion about it on social media, that consistency, it's the consistency of the choosing that is, I think there's a quote somewhere about, you know, it's the consistency that is the love, the 
actual showing up for yourself again and again and again almost builds a bit of a muscle so that your natural reaction, your immediate go-to becomes over time self-choosing versus something else. That was me for years. I don't know what it is for you, what tiny small things you're currently picking, or are there tiny things that works both ways? The tiny works both ways. You can choose yourself, or you might notice, and I had a few of these that I had to clean up. You might notice that there is something small every day where you are actively not choosing. Like if there's something that every day frustrates you, is goes against kind of really what you'd like to have in your life, and you just come up against it every day and take it every day, that also has a similar effect. It wears you down in the same way that a tiny self-choosing builds you up. So where are those in your life? Where are the tiny moments of self-choosing that can happen? And where are those tiny, consistent, regular, if not daily, non-choosings or self-sabotagings or, you know, it could, could be very external, something you're not doing, but that you're also not saying, hey, this is not for me. That wears you down. So what are those small things? And then for me, truly, several of you have asked about this, how long does it take? For me, it took years of pouring my own coffee first before I felt like, okay, now I'm going to maybe do something completely different at work. Uh, I'm going to say no to this thing, or I'm going to actually request a thing. Saying no is hard. Sitting with the discomfort of saying no is hard, or at least it was for me, for a really long time. Even physical sensations, sweating, heart racing. I've said no, what's going to happen? They will fire me, be mad at me, not like me, not invite me to lunch. Of course, none of this is conscious, but there's just a deep, deep feeling that if I say no to this thing, I'm going to be in trouble. And I'm sure for me, that meant my mom's voice in my head. If I say no to this thing, they're going to see me as the selfish, no good person I really am, right? So saying no was a big deal. But there are also yeses that you can say. So rather than just like no, you can then go a step further and say, okay, that felt pretty good and no one died and no one got mad at me. I I felt good to choose myself. Instead of just saying no to a thing I don't want to do, I'm going to ask for something I really want. Whether that's at work, whether that's in a relationship, whether that's setting boundaries with an alcoholic parent, right? That's That's a far cry from just pouring coffee for yourself. But it is possible if you do the tiny steps of self-choosing. It is possible to graduate from pouring coffee for yourself or taking one minute in the morning. I have a friend who, who her self-choosing every morning is standing outside with her feet on the ground barefoot, no matter where she is, even if that means like on her hot patio and it's really hot outside, just standing outside for one minute, breathing, looking around, Like that for her is her self-choosing. It's one minute. I think that's even longer than my pouring my coffee for myself first, right? Like that's how little. But slowly but surely, you do that enough 
you can truly get to a place where you can rely on yourself, you've been consistent enough, and you just feel what it feels like to choose you, then you can graduate over time to setting very clear boundaries with, maybe it's no contact boundaries. Uh, I remember with my alcoholic stepfather, I was having an extremely big important event with a lot of friends coming and he was invited, but I was very concerned about his drinking. I knew I had to have a conversation with him about it well before the event happened. I was scared, but I had also chosen myself for so long that I, I knew I needed to do it and that I could do it. I had built up that muscle. So I had a really hard, hard for him, certainly, conversation about, hey, this thing that I've invited to you is really important. I have clients that are going to be there, friends, loved ones, other family members. I need you to not make a scene. I need you to show up as your best self, sober, together. I need that from you. And if you don't think you can do this, I love you. And I will understand if you choose not to come. But this is what I'm going to need from you on this day at this event I've invited you to. That is a very hard conversation, right? So we've graduated from tiny, start small, pour your own coffee to one of the harder conversations I've ever had with one of my alcoholic parents. And there have been many, as I'm sure all of you can raise your hand and say as well. That was a huge moment. I knew that he was hurt, but I also knew that I had done it as lovingly and kindly as I possibly could. And it was something I needed to say, and it was for myself. It was a massive self-choosing. While that was an extremely difficult conversation to have, while I could tell he was, you know, hurt, didn't like having that conversation, certainly didn't like what I had to say, it was what I needed for myself it was a massive self-choosing. I mean, we are light years away from pouring my own coffee. But as I hung up, I felt, again, sad. I understood it was difficult. I wasn't jumping up and down for joy. But the freedom and the courage and the pride I had for myself, there was just a completely different like joy that welled up in me, even after a really hard conversation. Because that little girl who had asked for just to get to soccer practice on time or just to have a book purchased for class and was not only told no, but was told you are selfish for asking for anything at all, for that little girl to say to her stepfather all those years later, hey, this is a boundary that I'm going to need to put in place and I don't want to hurt your feelings, but this is what I need. Whew. Incredible, an incredible feeling. And that, as you might imagine, that self-choosing led to yet bigger self-choosings. Is my relationship right for me? Is this work right for me? What is right for me? What do I, how do I want to feel every day? How do I start making choices that are for me, that are on purpose, that are not floating around, that are not... I'll just take what's in front of me because my goodness, at least you're not yelling at me or calling me selfish, right? We can float around as kids who grew up in dysfunctional homes, in alcoholic homes, any kind of disordered home. 
we can spend an enormous part of our lives taking what comes, surviving the day. I never understood people who would say things like, I'm doing my monthly goals and I'm setting up my annual, what do I want to achieve in my life this year? I thought those people were aliens, aliens. Who could possibly know what kind of shit show my family is going to be this year? I couldn't possibly plan a month or a quarter or a year. I didn't understand any of that. And then at a certain point, I resented that. Like, what must that be like to feel so confident and so supported and loved in your life that you have the flexibility to just know you can set some goals and achieve them? Like we were much more in, let's get through the day without drama. Let's make sure mom comes home from AA instead of like takes a detour to the bar and doesn't come home from AA. Like those were my goals, (laughs) right? A daily focus. Maybe we could string together a week, but we certainly couldn't on a Sunday night plan how our week was going to go and have that happen. And I know that in life we can't, plan anything ultimately. But I think we grew up in such a immediate um, get through the day, suppress your needs kind of situation that we have spent a good chunk of our lives. Certainly I have raising my hand high, high, as high as you can. I spent a really good chunk of my life taking what came. I don't even mean settling. I simply mean floating into jobs. Yes, I showed up for the interviews, got the job okay. I guess if I got it, I should be doing this. Floated into relationships. I guess if he's interested in me, I guess I should do this. Floated into friendships. Friendships that didn't feel good. I had toxic girlfriends, but we were friends. And I guess that's, you know, I had a toxic home. I guess toxic friends make sense too. Like I floated into a lot of things. So much so that when I look back on the floaty part of my life, I'm shocked to find how much time I spent not choosing. Choosing my life, myself, everything. And it is remarkable what a tiny self-choosing, whether it's pouring your coffee, standing on your patio for one minute, whatever that is for you, to start choosing on purpose. To start deciding, this is what I want. I want to feel this way every day. And that then means I have to have a lot of really hard conversations to have my my life feel this way. And we're so scared of those conversations, right? Because they certainly didn't go well growing up. I avoided conflict for so long. A lot of times when you choose yourself and you start to notice what you want, we creep back into not choosing ourselves because we realize what we want is going to require a lot of hard conversations and we are not ready for that. But you know what doesn't require hard conversations? Pouring yourself coffee first, standing on your patio for a minute. There are tiny little things that you can do every day, I promise you, that will get you closer, that can be a conscious choice, a little deal you make with yourself. I'm going to do a thing every day It doesn't have to be meditation. It doesn't have to be a journal. It doesn't have to be some long, drawn-out thing that life will inevitably disrupt and then you won't respect yourself because you won't have done the thing. Do something so, 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 so tiny that is a deal of self-choosing 
that you make with yourself and choose yourself and choose yourself and choose yourself and see what happens. I promise you, you will get to a place where those small self choosings build up enough that you're ready to maybe not have the big conversation like I shared with my stepfather, but maybe it starts then at work or in a friendship or the way someone does something in your life that you have been scared to say or something you really want to ask for that you've been scared to ask for. It doesn't always have to be, hey, I'd like this bad thing to stop happening. It can also be, hey, I'd like to actually have this great, I'd like to have this kind of relationship or this sort of friendship or I'd like to do this new project at work. It does start really small. I'm living proof. If your reaction to me sharing this the other day is any indication, it has also been true for thousands of you. We start small and then it gets really big. So where are you going to start small? What little thing can you start doing today that is a mini self-choosing? That's where it begins. Thank you so much, as always, for listening and joining in. Until next time.